today on I'll Have You Know. I have grown and changed and learned so much in just one year. And to think the opportunities I've had in the job market, these are roles that probably would have taken me 15 years without being at Rice Business to get to that point. From Broadway to business school, class of 2021 full-time MBA, Julianne Katz talks about the student transition at Rice Business during the pandemic, how she landed in Texas, and what exactly is a global MBA intern? Today on I'll Have You Know, we have Julianne Katz, Rice full-time MBA class of 2021, and we want to welcome you to the program. Hello, Julianne. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining us. I know the school year is, is off to your second year of Rice business. Give us an idea, first of all, of just some of the classes you're taking this fall. Oh my gosh. Well, you know, I'm off to a slow start actually because I'm I'm also working part-time for my internship that that kind of continued into a role during the year, but I'm taking pricing strategy, um enterprise acquisition strategy in the tech ecosystem. That's what I'm in right now and I have a a very heavy course load coming up second term. Tons of entrepreneurship and marketing focused courses. I was in the executive program uh, last spring until graduation. So I only went to virtual classes at the very tail end. We were far enough along. But I know it's been quite a change to to go from being in the classroom to a virtual experience. What's that been like? And then how has that transitioned into the fall? What's the situation right now? I hate to admit it, but I, I think I was a, a bit of a skeptic when we all when we first started, you know, doing this hybrid program. But Rice has really done an incredible job. Um, you do have the option of being in the classroom or tuning in from home over Zoom. And I just thought, oh gosh, given the option, it's going to be so messy. But they really had it figured out. Um, kudos to them. I, I I have not taken class on campus yet. I've been coming in from home. And I, I really don't feel like I'm missing out, but there are plenty of people in the classroom. So we're all kind of in it together. I think everyone's gone into this new school year with a really positive outlook. I think it was much harder continuing courses when we first entered the pandemic, just because there was so much uncertainty and we were so unprepared, obviously. And now we're we're really kind of rolling with it. How has your class been able to sort of stay connected? Because I know just such a key, you know, in business school is being able to go to events and be together. What have you guys done to stay connected? Yeah, I mean, we're definitely trying to prevent uh, Zoom burnout. We're we're not trying to be in like Zoom happy hours every day of the week. Um, I think when when it first started, you know, little things like I I ran a once a week fitness class for the Rice Women in Business organization. Um, you know, I was a fitness instructor in my past life. So I kind of brought that out to keep people together. Um, you know, we would do game nights and they they kept up with some events that we missed out in person but moved virtually. And now they are starting up Partio again in a very limited capacity. Um, you know, for those who are listening who don't know, Partio is party on the patio. So it's our, it's kind of our rice special event that we do every week. Um, so yeah, we're starting to bring some things back. Um, I think my class, you know, the presidents of all the clubs have done a really good job at trying to keep people together and make everything worthwhile. And, you know, we only get two years in business school. So we're trying to make the most of all of this. I think for, um, for me, the biggest observation was 
We really put what we're taught into action, just talking about being able to pivot and be nimble. And that was a real, it was a real life experience because everyone was affected by this in one way or the other. You know, we could kind of get down about it or complain any day of the week. But the fact is, as students, we are learning how to deal with real life circumstances. That's what we're prepping to do in the real world once we have our MBA. So it's like, if we can deal with this, we can deal with anything that comes at us. So I, I think it is, though it's not what we all signed up for, it has been a really great learning opportunity. Let's talk a little bit about your background before coming to Rice Business. You told me you grew up in Arizona. Then you went across the country to Elon University, a liberal arts school, to study your undergrad. Talk a little bit about your upbringing and how you uh, transitioned from the West Coast to the East Coast when you went to undergrad. Yeah, sure. Well, I grew up in Tucson, Arizona. Um, still consider it home. Love the desert. Um, I, you know, I was the artist of the family. Um, I have two brothers, and we all had very different specific focuses growing up. And I was definitely the artsy child. Um, I actually went to Elon because it was one of the top 10 musical theater programs in the country. So I got my BFA in musical theater. My first chapter of my career was in the Broadway world. My first job out of college was a Broadway national tour. Um, and I, you know, I spent many years performing on stage, um, ended up as an associate director, choreographer to a Broadway director. So I ended up kind of shifting into um, a leadership role within the fine arts community. I mean, you know, eventually started my own business based on just years of having starving artist side hustles. Uh, so I, I have kind of tiptoed into everything. I've, I've done a lot of different jobs and, and side hustles that have all kind of come together to bring me here. I would say in general, there probably aren't a lot of students that interise business with some kind of performing arts background. Is that what you found that you're a bit unique? Well, ironically, there are a few of us. <laughs> I think I think we've started a trend. You know, not of course, not too many uh, fine arts backgrounds, but I think there's something to it these days. And you know, I, I it has that sort of poets and quants feel that I think a lot of business schools are actually really looking to diversify in within you know so many things within nationalities, where you come from, where you're going, and including you know, your, your interests and your passions. So I think especially with case-based discussions and classroom setups, it really adds a lot to the discussions we have. And it, it, it allows the entire class to sort of expand their palette and be able to take away a lot of different mindsets. What did bring you to Rice Business from a perspective of changing careers or pivoting, but also why did you choose Rice Business? Yeah, so I sort of made a quick, fast, in a hurry decision to get my MBA. Um, somewhere around my 30th birthday, I decided that within one night, I was going to take a GMAT class. And it was kind of like I, I found a class, I put my credit card down, and there was no turning back at that point. Um, but I was a little bit unprepared. I went into the recruiting process very quickly, and I was a little late to the game. So it was not until the following year that I was actually able to kind of get my ducks in a row. and. Um, the previous year, I had applied to and was waitlisted at UT Austin at McCombs and thought, let's kind of expand from there the second year when I was applying. And I met um, Margaret Kazibwe, who is in the admissions office at an event in New York and um, just kind of came across her table. And I'll tell you what, there's an aura of a presence of the people at Rice, and that's not only the students and, and professors it's the entire staff and your first point of contact is the admissions office. And those admissions personnel are the most incredible, warm, 
amazing people. And so that was my first intro to Rice was just like, hey, I love this woman. Let's talk. And she said, hey, I, you know, I'm doing interviews tomorrow from the hotel. Do you want to interview? And I said, absolutely. So I interviewed for Rice without even having an application done. And the rest was history. You know, I, I got in, I came to um, an admit weekend and I was really lucky to, you know, I think have made a good impression. I got scholarship money and it was just a very wonderful, I feel like it was a match made in heaven and it was very organic and happenstance. What are you specializing in with the full-time program? That's a great question. <laughs> I, I believe I'm concentrating in entrepreneurship. I think it's like a matter of one or two courses that will or will not give me that concentration. Um, but in general, I am taking a lot of entrepreneurship and marketing courses. Do you have a goal coming out of the program? Yeah, you know, I think coming into the program, I was very open. I recruited in a lot of different directions. And my internship this summer helped me really, I think it opened up my mind to a lot of roles within big corporations that I came to business school having no idea about. Um, I I had the opportunity to work as sort of a corporate entrepreneur. Um, they call it intrapreneur <laughs> within the company. Um, and you know, I ha I've always had that entrepreneurship spirit and that hustle and drive, but having been a founder of a company for six years, I'm kind of wanting to take a break from that, you know, from having a business as a baby. And I, I want to get that big corporate experience. So I think there's this kind of new world opening up where there's corporate innovator roles, um, you know, from strategy positions to marketing on, on new products. So that's sort of where I hope and see myself landing. You've touched a little bit on your internship, and it has the title Global MBA Intern at ZX Ventures. So first of all, what is a global MBA intern? And then tell us a little bit about ZX Ventures. Yes, that mysterious global in front of the MBA intern. Um, so ZX Ventures is a subsidiary of AB InBev. Um, so you know, AB InBev kind of has many names around the world, uh, Anheuser-Busch here in the U.S. So they own Budweiser and Stella Artois, it's the biggest beverage company in the world. Um, so five years ago, they started a subsidiary company called ZX Ventures, which is both a venture fund and it's their innovation business that basically either acquires or starts new businesses. And, you know, ZX Ventures owns the business for a short time. And once it reaches a certain level of revenue, a certain level of success, uh, ABI typically absorbs that into the core company. Um, you know, I had a chance to visit the New York office in January and you walk in and you really go, oh, I'm at a startup company. Like it's incredibly hip and cool and fresh and everyone is wearing jeans and, you know, it's, it's super casual. There's a brewery on the first floor. There's, you know, it's like a you feel like you're working in just a very cool bar. Um, but yeah, it's it functions and is owned by AB InBev, huge you know, global corporation. So the global part of it is that ZX Ventures New York City office is the global hub. Um, the zones are located all over the world. So I had the opportunity to work with many different zones. I was on Zoom calls every day in um, Mexico, Brazil, Argentina, London. So we're constantly functioning with these other zones and we're the global headquarters. So you said you had a chance to visit in January. And then what has the interaction been virtually? Have you had any in-person interaction? What's it like interning in a time of a pandemic? Gosh, you know, it's crazy. I do have to say, I feel so lucky the way that the company 
sort of transitioned us to this online experience. Um, the normal summer internship there is actually an accelerator program. So you're handed a consumer pain point from the core company and saying, hey, we, you know, we think our consumers are feeling XYZ, go. And it's this accelerator where a group of four or five interns head off and try to find a solution to this problem and start a, a successful business out of it. Because of the situation, we were obviously not able to do that. So they put each of us on an individual project. So at first I was thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going to be totally on my own all summer, just like glued to my computer doing research. And not the case at all. I was put on a business unit that had a really massive and important project that was very accelerated by COVID. Um, and I, I was lucky to have an incredible manager and team that I was working with. And I was with them all day, every day. So it was very collaborative. And, you know, now that I look back, I almost think that I was able to network with more people because you had that kind of ability to email people and go, hey, can I have a 30 minute Zoom call with you? And it was more appropriate and everyone kind of felt they had to, they had to say yes to that versus in the office, it's a little more like over drinks, you know, are you going to an event? Are you kind of getting into networking? But because it was such an established network opportunity, um, I actually think I was able to connect with more people. And are you still in the internship uh, phase right now or are you still working for them? What's the status? Um, I'm not. So I'm super excited and lucky. The project I'm working on has taken off and uh, they just needed some extra hands on it. So I, I'm working just a, you know part time a few hours a week, um, kind of a continuation on my role. Um, and, you know, obviously it's easier to hire someone who already knows everything that's going on. So, <laughs> yeah, worked out really nicely. So talking more about ZX Ventures, it seems like a lot of different major companies have gone about this kind of model where they are actually seeking to solve problems and attacking them in this entrepreneurial way. Can you talk a little bit more about that? And do you see this model continuing to grow to other companies and corporations? Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I don't necessarily know um, the full functionality of the the financials of this owning a subsidiary and therefore you know it's a separate company creating all of these new businesses i'm i'm sure there's reason and i'm sure it works out in a positive way or else why would anyone do it but to me and in my mind the whole purpose is to collect this amazing uh pool of human capital so the company i mean they they are bringing people in from all backgrounds lots of entrepreneurs so people who have actually run their own businesses and who have i mean e even people who have run beverage companies yeah so i i think it's just uh really telling that companies big corporations are looking at creating this pool of people that that have this creative thinking outside of the box ability, and they're hiring them as entrepreneurs, as innovators. And I think there's a lot to be said for that. And I think a lot of companies either are or will be moving in that direction. And I think at one point in time, it, you know, maybe someone who was in a corporate role, they left to be an entrepreneur and then it was, that's it. And now it, it's almost like they're, they're sort of meshing and they're recognizing the value of what an entrepreneur can bring to the table. In your mind, what does entrepreneurial spirit mean? Oh, man. I, I mean, I think that entrepreneurs don't leave any stone unturned. I think that you you have to have the ability to 
really dig into, into things deeper than, you know, you, you own it, you own it. So, you know, in ZX Ventures, someone who starts up a new business division is called the founder, even though you don't own that company, you're called the founder. So I think there's a sense of ownership. Um, there's a sense of pride in what you do. You know, we're not just there punching numbers. We're really owning a, an entire product or service. Yeah. And I think there's just a, a hustle to it. Because I lived in New York so long, it, it became a very like you look around and everyone in New York is kind of a hustler. But 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 there is this hustle that people who are entrepreneurs just have this drive that you know they're not going to go to bed without resolving a problem. What has maybe been the most surprising thing for you with your experience at Rice Business? I don't think I've been surprised about Rice Business. Um, I think it has lived up to everything that I expect. Like my my expectations have been met. Um, I. I've gotten so much out of it. I think the thing that actually surprises me most was how I was able to become an MBA student. I think I think it's more less about rice because I expected rice to be an amazing school, really hard, which it was. I mean, my first semester, I was there were lots of tears, there was a lot of struggle involved. But yeah, I think more it's surprising to see how kind of this a somewhat outsider to the business community can come in and be absorbed into this world. Um, and it's not just me. I have many classmates that, you know, have similar experiences and it, it's really kind of amazing. If someone was debating maybe going to business school, Rice Business in particular, what would you tell them? I think first you have to know how hard it is and you have to be ready to to face the challenges. If you think that business school is a vacation, you're probably doing the wrong thing. Um, maybe at another school, maybe another school is a vacation. <laughs> Race <laughs> business is not a vacation. But yeah, I think, you know, I, I already in myself, I mean, I have grown and changed and learned so much in just one year. And to think, you know, the the opportunities I've had in the job market these are roles that I would have never probably would have taken me 15 years without being at rice business to get to that point. If I had started just, you know, from a strictly work experience. So it, it really has jumpstarted not only my career, but my life. So where do you see yourself in five years after you graduate from rice business? I think if 2020 has taught us anything, it's that one day at a time, but um, you know, I would love to be at a marketing director level. Um, I'd love to be running a specific department or have ownership over a product. So, you know, on that kind of corporate innovation level, really having something that I built and created and can watch grow and, you know, eventually see it grow so much that it gets handed off to the next team, um, you know, that I get to start over again. I know that most people talk about you know, going through rice business and it's an experience that changed their life. What would you like to say just about your experience? And it's not over yet, but um, just some insight into what you would want people to know about it. Um, I, I think that rice just has, there's something about this program that they really do just find the best people. I just think that there's something, and I, I visited a lot of schools and I had many choices and there was something about the people at rice that really captured me. Um, and I think that there's a lot to be said about that. Absolutely. Well, we thank you so much for joining us and we wish you the best of luck through uh, the rest of the school year graduation and beyond. Thank you so much. This has been I'll Have You Know. Thanks for listening. You can find links and more information about our guests, hosts, and announcements on our website, business.rice.edu. 
Please subscribe to this podcast wherever you find your favorite podcasts and leave us a comment while you're at it and let us know what you think. I'll Have You Know is a production of Rice Business and is sponsored by the Rice Business Alumni Board. The hosts of I'll Have You Know are myself, David Drugliever, and Christine Dobbin.